now tuned into anything potable. The most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause. Like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital. Like Antoine when he shimmied after shots went through. So tell me why you mad even. Your team gonna be sad leaving after matching up with Brad Stevens. Each season, champion contenders. We drop twice a week like you trying to guard Kemba. Your team whack and your players whacker. I got the inside scoop after hanging up with Jay and Packer. Okay, we about chips here. I'm talking about this year, banner 12 plus 6. Carson that was top rookie, I'm seeing it now. Ain't playing around with Tatum and Hay with a brown. We off the charts, but you gotta play it market smart. Close out, cause he pulling up from Harvard Yard. Gang green, it's no other way. So tune in to the pod if you plan on staying up today. You heard? <laughs> AJ, I, I see you, man. She. Welcome to... Anything is potable. The Boston Celtics podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam Jam Packard, a professional sports fan. And I'm joined, as always, by the kid, legend, the god. Open a monster because he's a legend himself. uh, Jay King, Celtics beat reporter. And we are joining you live after the Celtics lose game four to the Miami Heat. And as the fan on this podcast, I'm just, I'm not really even just mad right now. I'm I'm just kind of confused, and I just I gotta throw I, I I didn't account for heat culture. I mean, this is just a very bizarre game in which Jason Tatum doesn't score any points in the first half, and then you have Tyler Hero going for 37. The Celtics. Climb all the way back in the game from a 12-point deficit, finally grab a lead, and then immediately throw it away. And then somehow, like, they're down nine with a minute to go and somehow make it a close game. It was just a just kind of a nonsense effort for the entire game. But it was just uh, Tatum not scoring in the first half and the Celtics turning the ball 19, 19 times. is just you're never going to win with that. It's just it's nonsense. You said you're confused. Why are you confused? Because I still feel like the Celtics are the better team. Like I still feel like they should win. I feel like they had solid stretches on defense. Like, And then they finally get a lead. They come back to the game, and then they just make dumbass passes. I don't know why I'm confused. Like, It feels like they have the formula for success. They have not lost a game in this playoffs by more than seven points. It feels like they have all the components there. I'm confused why they can't put it together. People are sounding off in the comments like, fire Brad Stevens, but like, Brad Stevens isn't the one who told Marcus Smart to throw it into people's knees and just to turn the ball over in the, like the fourth quarter. I just don't get why they like just the stretch of that fourth quarter. They made just dumb play after dumb play. And I I get that Jimmy Butler and Bam out and Andre Iguodala rather have great hands and are disruptive at the top of that zone. Some of the passes have just been awful nonsense nonsense it's not like like they're they're making decent passes and the heat are are making great plays it's just like they're getting lazy in moments against that zone and at times they've killed the zone like the third quarter they got every shot they wanted against the zone even early in that quarter they were getting open corner three-point looks that's the thing. I feel like they kind of figured out the zone. Like they have got a guys in the middle. Like they were making great passes. They got Jason Tatum some good looks there. 
They weren't knocking down corner threes. I felt like they had solid uh, defensive efforts, but then they would give up these just like ridiculous series of offensive rebounds. But even those didn't really punish them, and they still had a chance to be in this game. It's just they get up, and then immediately it's like Marcus Smart throws two horrendous passes. Daniel Tice throws a horrendous pass. Uh, Jason Tatum travels on like the next series, and then it's a simple dribble handoff to Tyler Hero and the man is uh white gold. He was white gold. <laughs> My goodness, Tyler Hero. The step back 3 he hit against Marcus Smart. And I think Smart could have played better defense on that play. He could have been tighter there, but it was a step back 3 from 30 feet. And he's a a rookie who I don't even know if he shaves yet. Like <laughs> I'm not even sure if Tyler Hero shaves and he's out there just fearless. And and he it seemed like every time the Celtics were threatening to take control or threatening to come back, Hero hit a big big shot. It wasn't just that he had so many points, it was the timeliness of them all. It was it was just just an impressive performance by a rookie. My goodness. His playmaking, too, is like even when it felt like he drove and the Celtics were contesting him, it felt like he just has tremendous timing and pace to get the ball to Bam. Um, but that dribble, like there's a simple dribble handoff with him at the top of the key. It's really hard for the Celtics to defend. Then there's some things where they like towards the end when they started blitzing Jimmy Butler. Why are you blitzing the guy who can't shoot? Why would you not blitz the guy who's killing you? That was like, just didn't make much sense to me. I, I like the idea of changing up the looks because clearly the heat were getting buckets, but um, just it was that led like the wide open Goron three in the corner is just a dagger, but it's just some bad decisions. And I like we talk about, I still love him and I still trust him. But Marcus Smart, the two bad turnovers, but also just a terrible three-pointer. And, like, that's when the Celtics are down five. Like, the Seas have possession. He just launches a three-pointer with, like, 18 seconds left on the shot clock from pretty deep. Not a great choice there by Marcus, but, like, he could also make it. Like, the, this, that's the other thing is, like, I think the Celtics got some good looks tonight. That one doesn't count, but they were only four, what, 14 of 40 from three-point, which isn't terrible, but... You know, Gordon, uh, uh, Jalen, and Marcus Smart make like two or three more threes, and this is like a different game. It's just, I'm just confused how the Celtics have managed to lose all of their playoff games by less than five points. It all seems like just like fumbling it away down the clutch. It's they have not gotten their asses kicked. It's, it's, that's what's confusing about it. Far more appalling than the fourth quarter, I thought, was the entire first half. On both sides. It was the ugliest first half of basketball I've seen in a long time. It was gross. And the way the Heat played, the Celtics had a chance to just run out in front. Instead, Jason Tatum, that was the worst half of basketball he has played in years. What, has he ever played a, a worse half than that? He's probably had like like a one for 12 half or a one for 13 half in some of those inefficient games that he had earlier in the season. That was as, as nothing as, as he's ever been. He was, was 0 for six with zero points, but it wasn't like just him. 
like the Celtics can survive when one of their players has a bad half, but he was 0 for 6 with zero points. Smart was only 2 for 7. Jalen had four turnovers. As a team, they had 11 turnovers. They were f- like 5 of 19 from three in that half. Like they just, nothing was going well. They had basically like a good stint of Kemba Walker, but then I think to try to preserve the minutes of Kemba Walker, he didn't really play big minutes in the first half. And so when they needed basically Jason Tatum to step up, he did nothing. And I guess like you give credit to him for coming back and kind of having a monster second half, but you're right. Like they, I thought it was just an ugly game where both defenses were playing well, but they just had no ability to kind of move away, but they're actually kind of lucky to be only down by six at the half with how poorly they were playing. I, I had four different people text me at like the same time asking if Jason Tatum was hurt. Well, is it one, was it one Jay Williams went on at halftime and just claimed that he was hurt for no good reason at all? Like, I don't get the rampant speculation. The guy has a bad half. like, he must be, uh, something's wrong. Jason said his right leg is hurt. But then later in the game, I thought I actually saw Jason Tatum like touching his right leg. And so I don't know if I was buying into the craziness or not. Do you think Jason Tatum's hurt? How'd you respond to those four texts? I, <laughs> I, I he, he played that first half. I, I could have believed that he was hurt. I will put it that way. He had a great second half, though. He had 16 points in the third quarter. He started looking for a shot. The one that kind of, it's just weird. He still won't always shoot when he's open. The travel he had in the fourth quarter, he caught the ball and he was open. Just shoot the thing, man. Like you're one of the best shooters on planet earth. At, at least have Tyler Hero. made confidence. like 28 buckets. Yeah. Tyler Hero would have shot it. Tyler Hero. I one of my favorite moments was Tyler Hero uh, coming back after hitting that three over Smart, and then the next ATO just completely airballing a heat check. That's the, what I want from my chucker, and that's like what you had to do at this point. It's just I don't know what was going on. Like I don't. That's what. That's another thing that's confusing. Is like, how does Jason Tatum have that first half and then that have have that second half? Like there wasn't a demonstrative change in like his strategy. It seems like the Celtics did a very good job at least in the second half of getting the ball into the paint and driving against the zone. But I don't think it like changed anything. It just seemed like he attacked the basket a little bit more, maybe got some lucky on some calls on Crowder with the and ones, but I don't know. It didn't seem like things were wildly different for Tatum in the first half than they were in the second. And so again, I am confused. Jam is confused. Yeah. And I think uh, one thing that stood out watching the game, I thought the heat did a really good job of targeting Kemba Walker and they got Jimmy on him sometimes. They got Hero on him sometimes. They got they kept going at him, and that that seemed like a very conscious decision to go at Kemba Walker, and- especially when uh, the Celtics tried to use their best five lineup tonight. It did not work. It was uh, how you anticipated before the series, Jay. Because then they went into switch everything mode and basically you had, uh, I'm remembering one possession with just Bam catching the ball basically in the circle and had Kemba on him. And it seemed like he almost realized, like was going to pass and then realized, oh wait, the man trying to guard me is five foot seven. Yeah, and the, the Heat obviously did a much better job against that group than they did in game three. That's It's an energy drink, Hess Express 15. Not a beer, a monster, which are gross, but... 
10 calories, <laughs> pure energy, midnight monster. Um, yeah, I, the Celtics, Brad going to that group as early as he did in the fourth quarter. Six minutes left down, six right after that. Close, closer to seven minutes left. 641, you're right. But that was right after they get the lead and they go on that horrible, the Heat went on that 7-0 run. Yeah, which- it was desperation time. And he thought, you know, against his zone, let's try to put everybody good out there. My notes from that section are actually pretty funny. It's uh, So it's Celtics take the lead, they come off, and then it's bam, offensive rebound. Then I have bad Tice turnover, fucking hero off DHO, bad smart turnover, and then in all caps, bad smart turnover, and then angry mad, uh, mad Brad timeout. But yeah, then they went to the... Um, basically best five and it did not work because they were really did a, he did a very good job of attacking Kemba. Um, I thought an interesting move here uh, in this game by Spo was basically it went to Iggy way more than um, basically you've seen in the rest of the series. And Andre Guadal was just very solid. He made good passes. His quick hands that you mentioned in our series preview kind of came out. Um, I just thought he played for, like was just, I don't know, just played solid veteran minutes and was be- much better than uh, Jay Crowder and I guess Kelly Olynyk, who's been in that role before. But they moving Iggy to power forward or center was just, uh, I think, a solid move by by Spolstra. Um, and it's not even like he was uh, amazing or making a bunch of clutch threes or anything. It's just like he was solid defensively and then like made some nice plays and uh, made the correct passes. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis of No Dunks on the Athletic. Do you want to walk into a room with your chest puffed out, your neck long, and your shoulders broad? Of course you do. For me, getting clothes that fit properly can give me the confidence I need to do just that. Indochino hooked me up with the gear that fits perfectly. I dreaded getting dressed for my Zoom meetings, but now I change for each one with a big smile on my face. I did a virtual fitting on Indochino's slick website for them to get my measurements. I didn't have to talk to a single human. There are so many options. Here are a few I chose. A long shirt, because I tuck it in. I got a no dunks monogram, and I decided against the shirt pocket. I sincerely did not think that custom fit clothing was this affordable, and all customizations are included in the cost. The website keeps your measurements on file so you never have to re-enter them. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $2.99 with all customizations included. Indochino is a no-brainer if you're getting married. Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America. Or book a virtual appointment like I did and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter code TAS, not ass, TAS, T-A-S, at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code TAS. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, 
You can get a free online evaluation and an ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash Celtics and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash Celtics today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash Celtics. Getroman.com slash Celtics. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting by Miami to basically just stop playing a backup center. Iguodala was their backup center. And the Celtics countered with Robert Williams, who hadn't played in two straight games. Robert Williams was pretty good. He had some bad moments, classic Robert Williams team defense moments. But I thought he was like he was pretty. He was he in was, the game he, for the run when they made their comeback from down twelve. Like he gave some energy. He made it so they can't just throw bam lobs. I thought he was decent. Like I could have used more Robert Williams. He, yeah, he, he was fine. I thought the uh, one strategy the Celtics used down the stretch against the Iguodala lineups was they put Tice on Iguodala actually and had one of their forwards guard Bam so that Tice could just kind of roam everywhere and stay in the paint and just zone, basically zone off on everything. They didn't play Tice too often against the Iguodala-Bam lineups, but I think that's something to watch moving forward, just how they try to pick on Iguodala being out there and try to use the fact that he's a total non-threat against the Heat. Like he, his offense is almost entirely gone at this point. Although it doesn't he did matter three. at this he point. Three. It doesn't matter at this point if Tyler Hero is just going to be absolutely uh, on fire and just impossible to stop. Like they made the switch of trying to put Marcus Smart on Dragic, and then well, it turns out you need Marcus Smart on Tyler Hero. I just. It's hard with Kemba right now if he's not scoring that many points. Like he is getting targeted, and I like. Do you put Kemba on Iguodala in those points? Um, I don't know necessarily what the uh, adjustment is for the Celtics. The one thing that I like, could potentially change the series at this point: uh, Bam had some sort of injury to his left arm. He was holding it throughout the entire game, or not throughout. Like since it happened. Miami's just said he has ice on it. We don't know what's going to happen, uh, but it didn't look good the way he was holding it. Kind of looked like he got like, but it could just be like his shoulder got dislocated or got popped out. But we don't really know what's happening from that. No update. Yeah, it, as of this recording, it definitely looked uncomfortable, and he did not look like he had freedom of movement after that. So hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he'll be able to play the rest of the series. Um, Never want an injury. Speaking of injuries, poor Romeo Langford, man. He is now expected to miss time into next season. Sheesh. I did not hear that. Next season, Brad Stevens said, because of the recovery time from his wrist surgery. So it's from his. Oh, he's just having surgery on. I thought he re like he injured his groin in the last game. He injured. Yeah, it was an adductor. Classic case of adductor. And then because of the adductor, they decided to have the the wrist surgery that he was going to need anyway just right away but he'll still be out i mean poor guy that guy has just been injured throughout his entire rookie season 
The guy picked one pick right after Tyler Hero due to a coin flip. A lot of people bringing that up tonight is like I tweeted something about Tyler Hero being the Heat's third best player, and they said, oh, picked one pick before Romeo Lankford. I don't know what that means. Clay Wadden is drunk eating ice cream out of the carton right now. I don't know how else he would eat ice cream. Um, I don't really have a happy speech, uh, but we'll use that to kind of go into the potable six-pack. Jay, I feel like most mine are just going to be negative or complaints tonight. So I think, uh, but I'll let you go first as I kind of organize my thoughts. I'm going to choose Marcus Smart giving an interview while shooting around before the game. What the, what what is up with that? Why is ESPN forcing that on us? Why have they decided that it's not enough to just talk to players while they're standing on the sideline? Now they have to do it while players are doing their pregame basketball workouts or strength workout. Duncan Robinson did it while doing core core doing exercises the other day. Exercise ball. It's just like we got it. We got to do something new in the bubble. Like we got this technology. It makes no sense in the world. It's so dumb. It's so unnecessary. It provides nothing good. Marcus Smart, actually, I will say it did provide one good thing. Marcus Smart, while they were doing it, gave the, he did like a little lefty hook shot and it airballed. <laughs> B- blame he? the interview. Blame the interview. But other than that, there's there's no benefit to doing that. Just have the players do interviews while standing on the sideline. It's very easy. It's what has Let always him sit happened. In the chair. Let them sit in the chair. It's pregame. Like that was clearly a pre-taped interview. It wasn't live. Like it's just it feels like they got new technology shipped to the bubble, and then they had to um basically justify using it i'm going to use my next two picks also talking about the uh, flaws i had with the broadcast what was that mark jackson happy gilmore like golfing thing like they <laughs> that, that cracked me up that cracked me up why do you have flaws with that why, why are you <laughs> against that what why who pitched that and a- approved it and it was just like so unnecessary like did he have that bad a golf swing that it was like we need to make a whole segment about it it was just bizarre I loved it because he did have just a bad golf swing. And then they they just brought out the Happy Gilmore clip. And then they didn't say it was Happy Gilmore clip, right? Like if you hadn't watched Happy Gilmore, (laughs) you were probably sitting there watching that. Like, Like, wow, nice drone footage. (laughs) What what did they slip in? What kind of footage did they splice in there? What's going on? Just. Just wow. My favorite part about that was Van Gundy. It was like pretty awkward after they did it because that one's like, why do they do that? And it was Mark Jackson said something about something being pathetic. And Van Gundy goes, you know what else is pathetic? Duncan Robinson fouling shooters. And it was like, this guy, <laughs> that's a good transition out of that very he, awkward. He awkward just wanted segment. to get get out of the, the Mark Jackson golf talk. He was sick of it. I, you know what I'm sick of? These candy-ass camera angles that ESPN keeps on trying to force down our throats with the from the corner, the tracking one. There was like four or five plays that they just missed with just bad production. And it uh, this is uh, would normally be low on the list of things, but I have nothing like to celebrate about tonight's game. And so I'm going to have to go with those uh, camera angles. It's just not worth it. ESPN doing way too much today. Um, and uh, is it just me or do they also have they also been missing more plays than usual? 
lately. Like, this, yeah, no, like to focus on weird segments or to like they were just uh, like showing, I think, an emotion on like some guy's face and they missed a Kemba three and then they missed a Jalen ATO. Like they just there's no excuse to miss the live basketball plays. They also during a play were showing Jamal Murray's like his three pointer and then the shimmy shake. And they came back and Jason Tatum was like in a triple threat on the three point arc. Like he could have shot the basketball while they were doing that just to show Jamal Murray highlights. But I know why? Because Jeff Cause it was Wendy a high arc. It was a high arc. Who the highest arc was. And they were just like, yep, got to go to high arc. Like they had that, re- like what? It was just pure nonsense from the bubble. I think they're showing their rust. Maybe the time off was not good for them. Clearly the time off was not good for the Celtics. Um, but Jay, your your second pick in the potable six pack. I'm going to pick the heat possession where they had four offensive rebounds, but did not score. That it was actually a huge, huge swing. Yeah, that was almost an enormous play for the Celtics. Obviously, they didn't fully capitalize, um, but it was a 12-point game. The Celtics were very, very flat at that point. They had not played well in the first half. They were not playing well at the beginning of the third quarter. They gave up a million offensive rebounds in a row, and the Heat missed on every single one of them. The Celtics came back and took a lead, and then turnovers... Offensive rebounds, Tyler Hero. A lot of Tyler Hero. All of it, just Tyler Hero. And then you're a lot of fucking Tyler Hero. And then the other one, I know it wasn't his best game ever. I know he had some turnovers. Marcus Smart's block on Jimmy Butler was awesome. That was just an awesome play where he hustled back into it. I think, who was it, Kemba Walker guarding, and, and Butler was about to get a layup. Marcus said, no, no, no. That was that was a fantastic play. I'll, I'll give the props to that play. All right, my last one. Um, Time Lord starting the uh, second quarter, just making huge defensive impact, and then just, like, he got a steal. He knew the BAM DHO was coming. He jumped and got it. And then I just, for some reason, in my notes have, it was, and I remember as just a very goofy pass to Brad Wanamaker, just kind of like throwing it out, like way out in front, just like with no rhythm, just like not leading him at whatsoever. It was just like classic Time Lord, get the ball out of my hands. I don't like it. It made me chuckle. And you know what? We need laughs at this point uh, because the Celtics are down 3-1 in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they seem to proverbably, 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 I don't know. They shit their pants. They shit their pants in moments when it matters. Like they this happened in the Toronto series. They like it happened for the first four games of this series. You, you you're able to survive a Tyler Hero 37 point performance if you don't crap the bed in games one and game two. Like the series would be even now if you don't give up those leads. I'm not gonna say it's not possible because we've seen the Nuggets do it twice at this point, but they were going up against the Jazz and uh, the Clippers. Nothing like we've run into this heat culture thing. Like the Celtics like have to win the next three games by, I think, like 10 or 15 points each because clearly something about their late game execution is just not clicking. I'm not ready to blame Brad at this point, but I'm not. Uh, I just don't know what's going on here, why they can't do like 
do the right. They have the formula. They know how to win. They just can't do it because their body fat is just way too much. Are, are you convinced by heat culture? No, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Still very dumb. They're, they could be your father after this series. You're going to be called be. Jam Adebayo after this series. I'm going to be called Jam Hero, man. This kid's amazing. I just like... If one game it's Duncan Robinson, one game it's Tyler Hero, I'm just glad it wasn't Kelly Olynyk. That's really like the saving grace of the series. I'm like the Celtics are I'm pretty sure going to come back and win game 5. It feels like they play much better when their backs are against the wall, but I don't know, like at this point in a close game, you just have zero faith in their ability to make the right play and close out and like they were clearly a better team than the the Raptors. The Raptors could not score in the half court, yet that series had to go seven, and they barely won out. It feels like in a close game, the the Celtics just continue to make mistakes, and it's just uh, it's it's not fun. It's not fun for me, damn it. All right, we got we got to have you turn it on though. You got to You got to find optimism somewhere. You got to reach deep inside. You got to shed that layer of of disgust you've got to remove your growing belief in heat culture and you need to paint the listener gods the long shot scenario where the celtics win in seven because that's what josh nicotra wants i mean it's it's not it shouldn't be that like a long shot scenario they're the they're a better team. They have figured out the zone at this point. Your man Steve Jones on uh, Twitter pointed that out that they did a lot of like good things on offense in terms of like figuring out the zone. Gordon Hayward should be back and feeling more uh, healthy. Now he's the father of a beautiful baby boy. They just need to put together 48 minutes of basketball. Like they won the, the second half. They were the better team, I guess, in the second half, save for those turnovers. But if they can put together 48 minutes of solid basketball they are plenty capable of doing that for three games in a row maybe now the fact that they'll lose like if they lose they'll go home they'll like put in the extra effort and the focus and be able to put it together but i still believe them to be the better team all of the slander i've talked about in the um like start of the series as the series has gone on i just think they're like they're still a very good basketball team with very talented players who despite all their 19 turnovers and Jason Tatum not scoring in the first half, we're still in this game. They have not lost a game in the playoffs by more than seven points. Like they are going to be in all of these games. They're not going to be blown out. They just need to do something. And maybe it's just the pressure on their backs to take it up in their level. They need to win uh, a game on Friday. I think they're going to do it. I think game six is becomes that huge game because then it's kind of the heat's uh, ability to answer back. And then we all know anything could happen in game seven. So you just got to win two and then throw it up to the basketball gods and believe in cuss cries over heat culture. (laughs) Do you believe it? Do you believe any of that is a possibility? Oh, they're winning game five. I think the Celtics will win game five. Um, I don't know. I don't. It could happen, but they're down three one. And you know what? You, You cough up games one and two. Uh, it's bad news bears, but I don't know. They were demoralized after the OG shot. They like played a real bad game four. they lost a double overtime to the Raptors. They do have some mental toughness. They were able to come back from down 12 in this series. Like they have it. They have all the formula to put it together. I just don't know if I have faith of them to do it, but 
you know what? I've been wrong in the past. I'll admit it now. I've got another question for you. Yeah. Why are you spinning a pencil right now on your fingers? Why I do got you have attention? Pencil? This is I 2020. Yo, because I was taking the LSAT and you need a pencil because you can't use a pen. I got a whole box of pencils right here. Number two, dog. The Condorogas? True Red, Business oh, Essentials. See, that's They're that's pretty sharp. And, yeah, that's, that's why I got such a bad like score on my LSAT. That's not Heinz. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do that. That's gross. That's like getting, or getting cats up. That's honestly, I'm ashamed. Now, now we know. All, you first, all you, Packard has to do is get a Ticonderoga, and the Celtics will win the series. That that is, you're you're you are pissing off the basketball gods by using knockoff pencils. You first call me out for having a pencil, and then you criticize me for having the wrong pencil. There's nothing I can do with win when you, J King. You're drinking a Monster you. Energy drink. Why don't you go do something else? I got nothing. I'm. <laughs> something else why don't you go do something else heat culture has destroyed me i am nothing i have a, I have a small human right now because heat culture i don't even want to know what my body fat is i'm gross this is terrible ticonderogas <laughs> <laughs> uh, man that's and that's, that's what, what I, I, if that's what it's going to take, I'm going to go buy a bunch of Ticonderogas. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you guys for watching this. I hope it's fun for someone to to listen to this. The Celtics will be playing again on Friday. We'll be here back live on Periscope, uh, and we'll be continuing covering the team wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, oh wow! Just call me Siakam right now. This is uh, we got a commenter calling Packard Jam Siakam Packard right now. I- <sighs> I mean, it's, it's it's just bad news bears for Celtics fans, and hopefully they'll come back with game five and win. More, just, more Packard slander. Justin Pinko says, can we get Jay answering the questions instead of asking? Jam is struggling. I love this. I'm loving right. this right now. The Packard slander, it, it should be helping the people. I mean, it, the people want hope right now. Jay, can you offer any hope for the Celtics? Ticonderogas. Ticonderogas. Seriously. Is there any reason to for the Celtics can come back? I don't feel like like I'm talking nonsense here. Like I do feel like they're a, a solid, like a the better basketball team. What what would really be frustrating for the Celtics, or what should be really frustrating? They are losing to a zone defense. They have probably played more zone against more zone defense than any team in the history of the NBA. The Raptors played a ton of zone. The Heat are playing a ton of zone. But and I feel like they figured out the zone today. Like, they got so many good looks on it. Like, it's just – in the second half, they were – they the zone was not as, like, an effective in stopping them other than when they decided to launch the ball off the Heat's, like, legs or just throw terrible passes. Like, that is not because of the zone – I like that we just came back with a second wave. We were about to sign off, but then we, then we came back. I'll tell you what. I just was, like coronavirus. I was surprised to see Shemi Ojale on the court. I don't even uh, remember when he was on the court. Four minutes in the first half. Why? Why? Gordon Hayward's back, Brad. Gordon Hayward's back. Is that what lost it? Was the four Shemi minutes, or was the fact that Jason Tatum couldn't hit a shot and they had 11 turnovers in the first half? Probably the latter. Probably the latter, but like you don't have to play Shemi anymore. You don't have to. It's it's not a thing you need to do at this point of the 
the playoffs. With you know who had a great Brad game? Brad Wanamaker. Two for two. So solid. You can't post that guy up. Got to give credit where credit's due. Just trying to get one ounce of positive. Sturdy play from Brad Wanamaker. I, I, I It's 3-1. There is no big gap between these teams. It's not like the Celtics have been badly outplayed through any part of this series. Not a single part except when they collapsed down the stretch of games one and two. But this was their worst game. Like they were this was the the first half was the worst they've played all series. It was bad. It was not good. And but Gordon Hayward's back. He will be in better condition moving forward, getting back into game shape. Jason Tatum won't go scoreless again in the first half. They got to find ways to, to hide Kemba a little better. They can't have him end up being the guy guarding people all the time. But got to dig deep. Got to find something. Got to listen to Brad when he tells you to drive the basketball and not settle. And just just dig deep. Find something. It's Ticonderoga. It's, it's danger time. It's Ticonderoga time. Can't be settling for the knockoff brands down 3-1, let me tell you. Hey, this pencil I'm holding, the shorter one, is Ticonderoga. So maybe that's he the found He found the Ticonderoga. <laughs> Watch out, Miami. Jam Adebayo is going to earn his own last name again. All right, folks, this has gone into delved into too much nonsense. We got to wrap it up, but thank you for listening and tune in as we'll be here the rest of the season and we'll keep on trucking all the way through the bubble. Thank you for listening to this episode of Everything is Potable! Ty Conda fucking Roga. I can't believe